And he's pressing buttons cause he's fucking brilliant. <laughs> he's an engineer, engineer, and his name is Phil. He will engineer the shit out of it for you. Are we recording now? Still going. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back, fellow products. <laughs> Be a long part. <laughs> oh, flipping heck. Good grief. I'm tired now. Right, go, Andy, do your thing. Good afternoon, Codders. Phil, Dave, how are you doing, mate? We're all right. Well, I'm all right. I don't know. I'm not sure about Dave. I'm good, boys. I'm good. So I'm good. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I do like our little uh, our pre cod conversations. We should record them and do like a bite side episode of, we should call it. Ultra Cod, the absolute nonsense bite-sized <laughs> editions or something like that. And obviously edits heavily, heavily edit or delete some of them out. <laughs> some some bite-sized cod, is that what you're asking? Some oh, bite-sized cod. God, not again. No. <laughs> nuggets, we, we could call them related. cod nuggets. Oh, like Anybody it. up some yeah. cod nuggets? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're definitely in the scraps of the uh, jokes around. Oh, right, right. Let's now. Okay, the scraps, the scoop. That's no more. (laughs) That's it. We're done. We're done. Oh, come on. These are Andy's bread and butter. Very good. Yeah, I like it. I like that. (laughs) I got. I got. He just. He just needs a bit of time to catch up. Who's been practicing then, Phil? I haven't. This (laughs) is spontaneous. Unlike yours last week. Heavily scripted. How dare you? Anyway, boys, are you good? Are you good? It's a Friday. It's a Friday afternoon. We're here. We're doing what we're doing. Are you all brill? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I am bracing myself for some chuckles tomorrow uh, in Didsbury Park because there's the annual Didsbury Dog Show, which in itself is amusing. However, my lovely wife has uh, volunteered herself and my lovely daughter as face painters on uh, as the face painters on the face painting stand, uh, despite never having fa- painted a face <laughs> <laughs> in her life ever, before. Ever. Oh yeah, uh, never. I mean, she barely puts makeup on. Bless her, because she's actually very beautiful, and um, you know, just oh, to put that out. the right she, yeah, well, <laughs> Great recovery. But never, never. I mean. She can barely draw a cat, let alone Spider-Man's face. So I am. Um, <laughs> this morning she said, oh, I saw I saw a woman uh, in the park yesterday who said, uh, here's, a, here's a tip for using, the, I kid you not, here's a t- tip for using the face paint. If you put water into the paint, <laughs> it comes off the thing easier. It's, I mean, wow. that's the level. So anyone, if anyone's around tomorrow, obviously this podcast is, recorded previously so it's no use to our many listeners uh all, all two of them uh but uh, saturday the 17th of september two to four Didsbury park witness the worst face painting stand ever basically so you've just given a community announcement after yes. the event i know it's pretty good that yeah yeah you want to work in marketing phil seriously yeah maybe maybe live radio isn't my thing either but, uh, <laughs> Alternative career. It's my birthday tomorrow, boys. 17th of September, Whoa. born 1975. Boom. Get some of that. 
Congratulations. Happy birthday. And how are you celebrating, Dave? 32. 32. Not doing too bad for 32. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so what are you going to do? You're going to go to Didsbury, get your face painted. I'm going to go and get... I'm going I'm to... Based on that intro, I'm going straight there and going for a full-on pirate uh, facial. <laughs> I'm gonna and then good luck with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be Dave the pirate for the day. I like it. <laughs> Dave going for a facial. Boar. I like it. Uh, not okay. not like not the traditional pirate type. I want you to make me look like a mercenary, so then I can go out robbing oil tankers around the Middle East. Well, have you thought of maybe a rainbow? No, no. It's easier. Uh, you're not. It's you're easier. not doing. Fa- you're not the actual guy that's doing the advice prior to the painting, have you? I'm thinking rainbow. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking a rainbow would look good. No, I'm not you, a rainbow. You look rainbow. Yeah, you look like a rainbow. Yeah, or, or cats. Whiskers. Whiskers like oh, on a cat. That, that's more your style. Do you Don't think? get too creative. What What would you do with a beard, though? Well, just have to have something on your forehead, wouldn't you? Oh, so forehead. But, I could, so, I could think that, of a few things. <laughs> is that, do I get a discount that you're only doing my forehead? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, if any any little kids walk away from the stand with what, I, what I'm thinking on oh, their forehead, I think the mums and dads will be a bit bit angry. You'll be sure. Where did you get that done? Show me where you got that done now. <laughs> the shortest, the shortest face painting operation ever shut down after five minutes. It'd be in the local Didsbury, the Didsbury Gazette. Riots at local fur. Dog show. Dog, <laughs> dog show. Dog show shut down <laughs> due to face painting incidents. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You've killed Phil. I've, I nearly went. You're right. I'm all You're right. Okay, I'm recovering, but I, I just need to see out tomorrow. I, I'm happy, man. Come five o'clock tomorrow, I'm a happy man <laughs> once I've seen what I'm about to see. I go, mate. I go and find. I go and find the beer tent, mate, and leave them to it. I, I, I fully intend to. <laughs> Fifteen pints of Disbury's finest super strength IPA. Where's Phil? He's not moved for the last six hours. No, I don't think he can move. <laughs> hey, I'll have one of those forehead tattoos now. Actually, <laughs> yeah. When you when you fall asleep. <laughs> well, oh, there you go, Andy. Andy. Andy put some seriousness. Put oh, right, some yeah. seriousness into the proceedings. Are we doing a podcast now? I don't. Know. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Why? I think that's why we're here. <laughs> All of it. Um, well, we're talking about podcasts. You know, if we can get back to that, <laughs> not too much trouble. Happy birthday for tomorrow, by the way, Dave. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you very much. Shout out to our, our new listener from Guatemala, Chris. Get him. Guatemala wow. and Chris. Guatemala and Chris. Have you got the message there, Dave? Uh, no. Guatemala and Chris sent through to you. Well, um, he sent me a message as well. He just he apologised for the typo. Apparently, you don't spell Guatemala like that, or you don't spell Delph like Guatemala. He said it was just the you know, <laughs> and it's definitely not from. the tropics. Delph, Delph, definitely not the tropics. It's in uh, deepest, darkest Saddleworth. Lovely guy though, you know. And we maybe should get him on the get him on the show because he's got a great sense of humour. That's our caller from uh, our listener from Guatemala. So, hi there, Chris. Good to hear from you. We do get quite a few messages from from various people now, which is quite heartwarming. Just thanking us for the content we come up with. And um, yeah, definitely. Speaking of content, Phil, you were um, you felt quite strongly about this this show's topic, didn't you? Tell me more. I had this 
kind of moment of, I don't know what it was, reflection or what have you, don't know. Just sort of thinking back through my sort of recent history and then deep, deeper past, you know, of like, do we ever sort of take stock of who we are? Like who we are right now, who we are now, as opposed to who we are, who we were when we were younger, when we were in different parts of our life, when different things were happening. I just feel, I don't know, sometimes we just don't take stock in a kind of considered way, you know. And it, and it's almost like you get to a point in life where you kind of, you, you also, you know, you get a better understanding of who you are but you also get a better understanding of who you're not. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm thinking now, I mean, I should have put some more thought into this, but it's like being in the uh, the hairdressers, right? And I always worry because I'm not very much into football. So you go to a new hairdressers, the hairdresser says, oh, uh, so uh, what do you think of uh, Man City and the uh, the transfer window? And, and I'm, I'm, I'll just glaze over i just don't know how to respond because i know i'm not a football person um, which is a crap example but you know as you go on in life you kind of you get better tuned into the stuff that you the stuff that you'll do a good job of you know us three on the podcast i think we're all quite like-minded in in lots of ways you know we'll we'll turn our hands to pretty much anything you know what i mean we'll, we'll, we'll have a go at pretty much anything Apart from like maybe putting up shelves and stuff, I'm not very good at that either. Face painting. Um, face. Well, I'm probably <laughs> quite good at face painting. It's just the others around me. <laughs> so, which obviously begs the question: Why don't you get involved? Because I want to stand back and watch from the sides as it all comes crashing down. But you know, I know I'll look at a piece of work or something I'm about to do, and I'll know whether it's something that fits well with me or not. And I guess wisdom, <laughs> wisdom, if you call it that, it, it is understanding you can do many things, but being able to say no if something doesn't fit with what you're all about. So I, I will shut up in a minute. I think I can say this because time has passed, but you know, recent, in, in relatively recent history, I was, I was MD of a company. I'm not going to say much about it, but I was MD of a company. It wasn't really my choice to become MD of the company, but it was kind of, uh, you know, a nice, um, a nice kind of accolade, you think, you know, when you get it. But really, ultimately, I, having done that and run a company, I reflect now, and, and uh, that, that's not me. I am happiest working for myself, working with great like-minded people on stuff that I find interesting. I don't want to run a company, whether that's mine or someone else's. Don't want that stress. And, you know, I don't, I can, it's one of those things, can do it. Do I want to do it? No. Just a quick observation there. And I think this is similar to what I observe with a lot of people. We, we're very quick to say who we're not, but not who we actually are. You know, I go, oh, I'm not an MD, or I'm not creative, I'm not good with words, or I'm, I'm not very empathetic, or whatever it is. You know, we're very quick to say what we're not. You know, oh, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not good with numbers. You know, I'm not the accountant. We, we very rarely say I'm great at doing this. You know, this is what I'm all about. And what kind of occurs is that 
particularly for the people I coach, is that they'll end up going down a particular career path because they were doing all right in one particular job role for one reason or another. They might have been a half-decent teacher. They might have been, I don't know, good at translation. You know what we're talking about. They, they might have been good at something and then they get promoted. You know, I'll use my journey, for example. I, w- I, was, I was good at listening to people when I was younger. I was a decent reflector. I would listen to what people say and I ended up doing a sales job in insurance. I can now tell you that I'm not a salesperson, but it's pretty important to be able to listen to people. But I went up that career path. I started selling insurance and I became a, a branch manager of a, of a broker. And then I got head hunted to another insurance company in Manchester and then became um, an assistant team leader, and then a team leader, then a department leader, then a, then a head of, and then I became into the middle management role. At no point when I was a 16 year old, I think I'd love to be like a, a, a leader in the insurance sector. And then when I had the break, I'm like, what, what happened? You know, what happened to the last 20 odd years where, where I thought I need to, I need to sell my soul just to, <laughs> just to get that, you know, that high level, you know, to get the status and the money that, that comes with it. And I think my, you know, my, my lesson there for me was we tend to push hard to get paid more money to get, to get the status that we want recognition for. That, that was my experience. A lot of people who work in corporate world do something very, very similar. They'll, they'll, they'll be okay at something and then get promoted and then learn the next level and then get promoted again and learn the next level. Before you know it, they're not being themselves. They're having to become the label that they've been given. So your experience, Phil, was, you know, I was the MD of whatever. So when you get the label of MD, you need to act and behave and become more MD-like. You need to become less creative and more kind of project management, if that, if that makes any sense. We start to change our personality and character. Dave, you've got similar sort of experiences, haven't you? You've been through different types of businesses and had different roles and labels. How did that affect you? It's a, it's a good question. I, I think, how do I describe it? I'm quite fluid, me. Because I've always, since my early early 20s, worked for myself. I say worked for myself as in from me, or been part of something that's bigger, but still clusters part owner in that. So even though you could say, well, I've done the same job for all those years, I've done so many jobs, different types of jobs or different roles within that. And, and even now, what I do today might be different from what I'm doing next week or or in a year or two years' time. I, I'm used to change. I'm used to lots of change, and I'm used to the unknown. And I probably struggle with predictability. You know, I, I, quite, I, I quite like the unpredictability of things. And when I look at who I've been as a person within a, a work environment, I've done many roles and had many job titles. But that's the way that work works, doesn't it? You have a title. You can hang your hat on something because there's a title there. Outside of working life, you've got lots of different roles, but not necessarily lots of titles. You might, you could be a husband or a, or a father, but there's lots of other things that you do that you can't go, I am this or I am that or I am this or I am that. It's, it's, it's an eclectic mix of things that, that, that you do, which is possibly part of your, out of your DNA, but it's always evolving, you know. I, it's 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 always changing. I think I don't know. We spoke about it before. A lot of that time that comes back to the purpose, doesn't it? Your purpose, your purpose in life, the purpose within a work environment, or the purpose outside a work environment. And but I like that. I I enjoy that. I'm good when things are going to plan and everything's going along a, a particular route. But when something comes up that's unknown that you have to change, I quite like it. 
you know, I, I, I used to go, holy shit, and it used to be stressful. Now I'm like, I, I'll, I'll embrace that. But I think that if you want to grow as a person, that's what you've got to do. Otherwise, you'll just, you're just in your comfort zone and you'll, you'll stagnate. But that's what some people, you know, some people are chill with that. I will do this and I will do this for my rest of my life. Awesome. If that's what you're happy with, then do it. I'm the entire opposite. But I think that that's great for the majority of people, though, isn't it? If they if they find a a role, if you like, or a vocation, probably is, is a better word for it. They find a vocation where they can use their skills and get paid to use their skills, and they're happy doing it, and they have very little ambition. They're probably a lot happier than those people who've got a lot of ambition who've yes, tried lots yes. of different job roles. And I've got two children, twenty one year old and nineteen year old, and I remember the conversations we used to have about choosing a career path. And it's bonkers choosing a career path at that age. Just you know, is, yeah. The, the, the advice most of us give is like, just do a lot of stuff and see what you enjoy doing. Just have a bit of fun while you're young. Life's too short to be, you know, to be bogged down. But then again, we've come from generations of, you know, our parents' generations is you, you choose a career and you stick to that career. And that's, it's a bit draconian, isn't it? You know, you be, you, your life's mapped out for you before you've even made a decision in some respects. You know, you're working down pit or you're working in mill or you're going to do this in your dad's business or whatever. And it feels a little bit unfair. We've got more choice than ever before. And I think, Phil, going back to your, your question before, like, who are you? You know, who am I? Who am I right now? Well, as, as Dave said, it changes all the time who you are as a person, as a character, as a, as a personality. But I think it's quite often we, we try and, we try and become more of those labels that we give ourselves because it's just easier. We'd have to think about it, do we? So if you go like, okay, you pick a job role, you know, I'm a, I'm a bin man. I've got friends who are bin men, by the way, nothing wrong with that. And in some respects, they're some of the happiest people I know. It's just like, well, that's fine. I just, yeah, I'm a bin man. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go on LinkedIn or Indeed and start worrying about where my next gig's coming from. You just tip up. <sighs> that was rubbish. <laughs> oh, what a comeback. Jesus. Sorry, I pulled you right out of that. You're just but recycling you... the same human again, <laughs> Phil, honestly. <laughs> Try to make <laughs> a serious point, and that's what you do. You just take it down to your garbage level. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Point, the point is we, we're in a society now where people feel empowered or feel better about themselves, or their ego is inflated by the label that they have. You know, that's if you go to a networking event or speak to somebody in business or you bump into an old friend, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm the, I'm the MD of a digital agency. Sounds really cool. But actually, another mate of mine cuts grass for a living. He's one of the happiest people I know. He's like, it's just, what do you do? Cut grass. So it's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really envious of the fact that you don't have to go on LinkedIn and start looking where your next gig's going to come from. You know, you know what you're good at, you enjoy it and you do it. So I'm, I'm not too sure. And something you said, Dave, about, Jobs and roles. I like that you, you have this macro view, not a micro view of things. So your job role is not what I get paid for, but the value I add in that particular time. So, for example, and this, I think this is quite relevant to what you were saying, Phil, is um, I'm a dad, I'm a husband. You know, in that dynamic, what is my job role? Not what I'm getting paid for. What is my job? My job is to be here for my children, for example, or when they're younger and it's put a roof over their head, make sure we're paying bills, provide security. And as they get older, become more of a mentor type figure to them. So you can probably tell I don't really like labels. I don't like it when people like give them like job roles and job titles. Who you are is who you are, intrinsic. And we overthink these things. Does that make any sense, Dave and Phil? Yeah, it does. 
for me, it's taking stock. Sometimes you just don't take stock. A couple of years ago, I was working with a, a life coach uh, who was really good. And part of the brilliance of that time, you know, being a Northern bloke, you're always quite, I don't know about you guys, but tend to be sort of quite self-effacing and kind of a bit too humble about, you know, where you're at in life and the things you've done. I certainly am. I'm kind of always a bit embarrassed. Maybe it's, maybe it's a working, coming from a working class family and, and kind of always been very appreciative of, of stuff and, and, and progression perhaps didn't feel like a, a given. But with, with this life coach, you know, part of the initial work was just to sort of look at the stuff I'd done across all these different fields, you know, personal uh, you know, family, friends, the roles you take within those things, the role you have or don't have in the community, the things you've done in work over that time, the things you've done for recreation over that time. And and for me, you know, I don't I don't, don't spend much time thinking about that kind of stuff normally. And to, to actually get that down. And the brilliant thing was that she then asked me to get opinions from people in all of those different domains about my contribution to, to whether that to a friendship, to a work project, to a musicy thing, family kind of thing, which was pretty, you know, for me at that time was a real positive wake up call to say, you can do this. You've got this. Not, you know, don't get me wrong. I wasn't, you know, at that point, I wasn't clumped up in the in a corner, sort of. You know, you know, I was. I wasn't like desperate. I wasn't sort of hadn't, hadn't sort of broken down to the point of you know being just not making any sense anymore. You can see this conversation. You can see I, I'm I'm shaking having this conversation because of how it affected me positively and gave me this sort of fresh understanding of what I do and how I help and who I am. That's really interesting because I think that's, there are times in our life we just need to take stock about who we yeah. are because we lose, we lose direction. That's obviously, that was quite a profound moment for you then, wasn't it? And, and this, this is a re, it's a really good technique to look at, you know, who do we spend the most time with and what do those people call us? So we, we, we search for our own labels and our own purpose. You know, you use one that I'm a Northern bloke. Well, to us, you just Phil, you know, yeah, you are, you're a bloke and you're Northern, but I wouldn't, you know, if somebody said, who's Phil, I won't go, oh, he's a Northern bloke. <laughs> True. Because we know, we know who you are, you know, he's a, he's a wanker. No, he's a, he's a really, <laughs> he's, a re, he's a really great guy. He's one of us. He's one of the troop. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's a really, really good friend with a big heart, you know, but I suppose the point is one of, one of the, one of the activities I ask people to do is, you know, look at the look at the people you spend the most time with, people you respect who are going to be honest with you, and get them to describe you. And it's almost like when you do a value proposition for a business, you might look at, you know, this is who we are and this is who we do it for, but this is what our customers say about us. Well, imagine you were your own value proposition, you know, this is what I think I am, but it'd be interesting to know out of the people who know me well, what they say I am. And that's really enlightening when somebody says, well, actually, I think you you've got a heart of gold i think you're incredibly articulate i think you're a great listener i think you've got some skills and gifts that you probably didn't even know you had because we just take them for granted i think it's a really really powerful 
tool to you know to have is is the ability to to ask for feedback but also to recognize what you're good at so i've been listening to the the blue zones and the blue zones of happiness at the moment because it's my fascination is how we go through different periods of our life or phases of our life and then we lose sight of who we actually should be and we get to like 40s and 50s or you know 36 in your case Dave and then you go I'm, I'm trying too hard to be something that I'm not actually and in and in these phases of life we we try and become something that we're not so like in your case Phil you know an MD that's probably not the right role for you but it was just you, maybe you, you got paid more to do it or it was, a, it was a natural progression into something which took you further away from who you are but through our lives through our lives, we should really be looking at who we who we, we naturally are, you know. So it's we'll be in our, our authentic selves. So the point I'm making about the blue zones in say Okinawa, Japan, for example, I love that example, is that they just do what they're good at and they get paid because they've got a purpose in life and that's it. It doesn't matter how much you get paid. And in and in Denmark, for example, and other Scandinavian countries, it's not about what can I get paid more to do because most because they've got such high taxes, you just pretty much get paid more or less the same no matter what job role you do. You just choose a job role that you're really good at, and then nothing else really matters. You're just happier in your job because you're not doing it for money. You're doing it because you've got all the safety and security you want, and you can express yourself using your skills and gifts. And I think that's what we've got wrong in our society. You know, we we seem to we value ambition over purpose. And I think that's something we really should get, you know, get the balance back again. Let's look at, it's my opinion, I think we should look at intrinsically. We know who we are. I think we know what our skills and gifts are, but we look at it through the wrong lens of what can I get paid for rather than what do I enjoy doing? I think that's a bloody brilliant point, Andy. It's like we value ambition and, and people value ambition. And ambition equals more more pay, and no one ever questions whether someone in that position who chases ambition, chases bigger pay packets, just chases this thing that's always sort of the next step on the journey, you know, whether they're actually having a life that feels genuinely fulfilling. They might feel like it in that moment, but... Did it get to a point of reflection and go, holy shit, I've just burnt myself out for 30 years of my career and all I've got to show for it is this Ferrari. <laughs> What's that quote from George Best? I can't remember what, you know, where he's, I can't remember what it was, where he's sort of, you know, he's, I think he'd been caught in bed with various women and he'd got all this stuff around him and, you know, <laughs> what went wrong, says the journalist. You know, I, I just, I just think we don't value as a society. We don't value purpose in the same way. I don't think I'm. I'm definitely not an ambitious person. I am ambitious in that I want to do good things with good people. You know, I want to earn a decent wage, but I'm not like, you know, hey, can I crank up my fees to X a day and you know retiring four years you know I'm, I'm just not like that i'd rather be doing stuff with purpose and i just i saw it to me it's just like how often like who am i what is my purpose do we spend enough time thinking truly about what our purpose is do we spend too much time thinking about it sometimes you know do we look do we look for something which is bloody obvious 
Mm. You know, so yeah. Dave, Dave, you know, you've been quiet for a bit. You're still there, dropped off. I'm still here. Um, yeah, I'm here, boys. I'm here. I'm here. You, <laughs> I think you be- you beautifully simplified our purpose. You know, who I am is this. I'm just a great friend. I'm a great dad. I'm a great husband. That's my purpose, you know. I'm not these roles, you know. What I admire about you, Dave, and I use that word very, very honestly, I admire about you is you don't seem to over-worry things, you know, don't get over-concerned about it. That's not to say that you're a risk-taker. It's that you just, what's the worst that could happen? Let's just do it, boys, you know. And, and I love that, whereas I think Phil and I have come from like a, a corporate background where you, you, you worry about, you know, your position, your role, or getting bogged down in, you know, in the nitty-gritty of things and, and being addicted to this, you know, monthly income that you get from a job. So therefore you've got to you've got to fight to keep it all the time. You don't seem to be bogged down by that. You seem free to just make your own choices. So I've got a question for you for you both and I, I like to ask people this. Um so it's the usual kind of put two million pounds in your bank account, what would you do for the rest of your life? You know, if, if if money was never an issue, what would you do for the rest of your life? So Dave, so you've got a caravan in Scotland. Well It'd be nice to have, obviously, but I mean, money, I guess, sometimes gives you more choice, doesn't it? It gives you more options to do stuff, but it's what you do. Hmm. And but if you don't need the money, what do you do then? I'd, I'd, well, I'd probably give quite a bit of it away, you know, because... Let's say money's not even an issue. It, yeah, well, if you won, if you had all that cash in the bank, then you've got two options. You're going to be a very lonely person because the stuff that you want to do, nobody else can afford to do, or they haven't got the time to do it because they're all working. Or you can basically div it up and go, right, guys, we're going to go and do some stuff. We're going to go on a journey. Come with me. You know, so you've got to give some of that away, haven't you? And then you've got, obviously, the good stuff. You might want to, you want, you want to give some away to charity and things like that. But I don't, it sounds so when you've bizarre. done all that, when you've done all that, when you're taking the money out of the equation, money's not even in the equation now. What do you do in your life to give you fulfillment and joy and happiness? I yeah, keep you... doing what I'm doing now. I'd have the mix of Which what I'm is... doing now, a hundred percent, without a doubt. I don't, you know, I like what I do at home. You know, I like the fact that what I do with work, and I need to be. I like. I enjoy doing stuff, whatever that is. I enjoy it. I might, it might be a bit more, you might travel a bit more. You might be doing what you're doing, but you might be traveling more, doing whatever. But I, w- I wouldn't, but again, I wouldn't, I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. And isn't that the thing? Having all that cash is great, but it's not, you know, would, would buying a hundred foot yacht or a jet or anything make, no, no. It, and it wouldn't. I find it more stressful spending it all in accruing stuff. I'd have to, that mm. would stress me out. Yeah. Having all that stuff, all that shit would stress me out. It would stress me out. But I think, I think that is the point. Sorry to cut across, but I think that is the point, really, is because my, my brain thought was telling me the same, really. I'd, I'd, I'd have better holidays, you know what I mean? And, and I'd do less work, but I'd still do what I do. You know what I mean? I'd just still do what I do because... That's fulfillment, isn't it? Like, so the, the inverse being, if one of our listeners is listening and, they, and they're, they're, they're saying, well, fuck me, someone put two million quid in my bank, I quit my job tomorrow. Now, that to me is a red light of kind of shit, you know. Even that alone should tell you you're not doing the right thing. That's what Matt Day may want to do. 
you got to do, at some point, you got to go, right, I'm going to do this and commit to it. And it'll either work or it won't. It's as simple as that. And what's right for them isn't necessarily right for us. But you could turn around and go, well, I build legacy with it. Well, what's legacy? What legacy are you going to build? Is legacy having stuff, you know, that so that your kids have got all this stuff or kids don't? Is that what you type, you know, you're defining as legacy? But even with all that cash in the bank, right, with all that money, you can't go and buy any time back. And if someone knocks on the door and says to you, say, look, you've got three days to live, you can't go, well, these 10 million quid extend my life. You know, you couldn't do that. I, I, to be honest with you, I'll never have the problem. <laughs> if I, it's never, I'm ne- it's never gonna, it's never gonna happen, is it? You know, to you know, well, unless I put the lottery on. But I don't know. I just, I think, I think it goes back to the, it equates. To, everything always comes back to money, doesn't it? When you're talking about then the job title and the job that you're doing, this and that, it's always cash, 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 cash. Yeah, that's what we've got wrong. Take cash out of the equation, and you start to think significantly differently. I think that's that's the that's the point I'm trying to make is that Phil, you have a really good example there. It's like, you know, when somebody goes, I'd quit my job tomorrow, generally, and this is a simplification, I love the way you simplify things, Dave. It's like you're either moving away away from something or towards something. That's what you tend to be doing. That's what that's where your motion is, that's where your your volition comes from wanting to move away from a scenario a or word. towards a scenario if you're not in the right place. So a short-term motivator is, give me two million quid, I'll quit my job tomorrow. You're just doing the wrong job then. You know, give me two, two million yeah, quid. Nice. And I'm like, yes. I, and I'm just, I'm just going to do more of the same. Yeah. I, just, I just have more opportunities to do more of what I can do. And I think for me, it would be a case of, and you, were, you used this word, Phil, um, when we were talking about it before the show. You talk about community. Am I a part of the community? And I think, and this, and it's, Similar to what you've just been talking about there, Dave. I just want to do more for people around me. That's that's it. I want to add value to people's life. That's what I believe I'm here to do. And I think, honestly, I think that's what we're all here to do. If we simplify things, we're here to add value to everybody's life. That's our purpose. That's our purpose for life is to improve lives of others. And that's just sim- that's the simple Darwinian theory, isn't it? Do you know, you, you were talking about it before where you, you said, I think you both might have done it where you've reached out to other people and said to gain their opinion of you as an individual. That's not done that often. And nine times out of 10, that only ever happens at funerals, doesn't it? When that person has gone, you know, you don't miss it. So that person has gone and people will talk about that individual, who they were, what they did, you know, I'll miss him because of this or I'll miss them because of that. Remember when they did this and when they did that, you know, that to me, that's a legacy. That that's a legacy. On the you know, because some people are here and then they're gone. They're, they're they're not necessarily missed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're not. And that's just the, that's just the, the that's the way it is. But when I'm not here, I want people to, on the day that I'm not. You know, the, the day that you know at the funeral, I want obviously people. I want people to be going to remember me for what I was. But then years down the line, when they're doing stuff, they'll be going, Christ, you remember when we went up to Scotland? We did that, and, that. and when, when we did that, that would be incredible. That. That would be incredible to go, do you know what? He was a top bloke because he made a difference in so many, so many little differences to so many people in such a big way. He made them smile. He contributed to this. That, I will be buzzing my nuts off, man. When I'm looking down from my spiritual place, my spiritual shed, from wherever that is, I'd be like, happy days, happy days. So my brain thought on that is who we are, who am I? 
is not just the skin and bone and the physical. Who am I is part of who am I? In the, well, this is exactly what was who am I in the eyes of others, which sounds quite religious. I'm sure it might be a religious thing or something. But who am I that my actions and the, the way I contributed my time, my emotion to others is remembered, you know, beyond your own time on this planet? Yeah. You yeah. Know, I think. That's who you want to be, isn't it? That's who you want to be. Not, not. oh, remember, remember Birchie? Yeah, he had two million quid one day. He quit his job and went off face painting. Never saw him again. <laughs> Turned into a right swap. I love it. You know? <laughs> love it. But, you know, but that people don't remember, you know, well, people remember people, some people with money, but, you know, the difference you can make as an individual to others, to family, to friends, to things in a work context because you know we we all want to make a difference in in the work that we do to the community that's what you want to be and that's what you know see we talk quite often we talk quite often on the podcast about trying to extend your life through you know eating healthy exercising well and all these kind of things making positive choices but almost there is this thing about extending your life Beyond your own, I really do sound wee wah here, but beyond your <laughs> beyond your own sort of tenure, beyond your own time on the planet, by by having an impact on others, you need a good vibe, don't because you? Because the memories live on. You yeah, need a good yeah, vibe. Yeah, just have a. Good, that, yeah. well, I'd like. He had a good vibe in. He had a great vibe. He gave off a good yeah. vibe. <laughs> and you you're know? both saying the same thing in a different way, are you? Because there's there's that saying. People don't remember what you did. They remember how you made them feel. And that's, that's, the, that's the impact. And, you know, just to extend that is that we've said it on, on the show before, we, we're not afraid of dying. I think we're afraid of being irrelevant. You know, we, we're afraid that we never, we never made a positive impact or a lasting impression on someone. Life and death isn't important there. Am I of value? Do, do I actually have a purpose? And I think this is why, this is why guys, particularly middle-aged guys, descend into into mental health problems they'll go who the fuck am i am i even important to anybody's life whatsoever you know and this this particular when when guys can't see the children for example that's one of their biggest purposes in life is to, to is to influence your children and provide for your children it's like it's worse than taking a limb off them you know so when you, when you lose your purpose you almost lose the, the desire to live I think where we're at in our lives is that we, you know, we we don't we're not threatened by losing our homes. We're not threatened by not being able to provide food or income for our children and our families. You know, so we can start thinking about who am I. But when you're younger, who you are is not as important. You know, you're still working that shit out, aren't you? You, you know, your drivers will be I need money, status, so I can find so I can be accepted by other people. Yeah. I need to be accepted by people first and foremost. Otherwise. Your brain's telling you that you might, you know, you might die. Where we are now is like, I need to be remembered. I need to be having an impact on people's lives now. I've, I've gone beyond that. I don't feel any threat. As, as you said, Dave, you know, there's no amount of money that's going to give me more time. So what I do with that time is way more important. What we're talking about is almost like a piece of work where we're up to in our lives and I encourage anybody to do this at, at any time. And I've, I've done this with the guy I'm coaching at the moment. We'll talk about our blind spots. You know, we we know what we're good at and 
we'd like to tell people often that what we're good at because we'll often get paid for, for doing that or we'll get some joy and fulfillment. But there'll be things that we don't know we're good at, we just take for granted, and other people think we're brilliant at doing that. And this is why it's useful to ask people. And David, when we're talking about, you know, you know, when somebody dies, you know, they remember them. They don't they don't go, he was a fucking great bus driver, him, or oh, his, you know, his content writing was brilliant, or the way he collected rubbish was fucking brilliant. They would never say things like that. You go, you know what? He put a smile on my face every time yeah, I saw him. I absolutely. felt better every time yes. we had a yes. chat. I remember that time we played football and he would run through the biggest block on the field just to pass the ball <laughs> to me, stuff like that. He made me feel important, you know, or this person just made me feel valued or loved. You don't talk about the role they had. It's how, how they feel. And I think this is this is one of the, the things I like to ask, you know, in a, in a professional environment, get some 360 feedback, you know, from people that you work with, you know, tell me, tell me what you think about me, the good, the bad, the ugly and everything. And what, you, what comes back is often a surprise. You might go, I didn't realise that's how I made you feel. And, you know, outside of a corporate environment, I like to just reach out to people who are respect and just ask them periodically, maybe once every five years and say, you know, give us your honest opinion. I value your opinion. Be honest with me. What do we do well? What don't I do well? Do I wind you up? Do I piss you off? Do I make you happy? What is it? And I love to find that out because periodically we go through these phases of, who am I? Well, actually, you're just a fucking great guy at the end of the day, but you don't recognize that in yourself because we just take it for granted. As you know, I'll get on a soapbox about this one. And Phil, when you said we need to talk about labels, I'm like, oh, don't start me off. <laughs> I could go for hours talking about labels and how self-limiting labels can be with ourselves. I just hate all labels except for the positive ones, which are you're just a top mate or you're a great dad or you're a great husband or, you know, a brilliant son or whatever. They're the ones that make a difference. The ones which are like professional labels, I don't really give a shit about, to be honest with you. I don't really care. Dave, you, you, you're really good at simplifying things and summing things up. Sum up what we've just concluded for our two listeners. Oof, I don't want to. We'll put you on the spot like this. You should take notes. <laughs> I should do, I should. But when you get into it, you're into it, aren't you? And I'm, it feels like I've said this before, but it seems just as relevant to this now, and that is to be a work in progress. and be always evolving don't think that you've got to follow a path where you've got to have this this and that by then and or be this this and that by then just evolve because you don't you know i'm i'm 47 tomorrow and i've got an idea of who i am and what i'm doing and who i want to be right however by the time i turn 50 might be completely different and 55 and 60 will be different again but i think you've got to do that anyway because it's an age thing and who gives a shit if it doesn't work? You won't know until you have a go, will you? And if it doesn't, it's brilliant. And if it doesn't, then, you know, okay, no props. There'll always be something you can take from it and to move on to whatever that is. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just be evolving, you know. And and if you can, just give off a good vibe. Because though I'm, mass, I'm, I'm massive believe in this vibration thing and how you can completely change an entire room you know and uh, by taking up and give off a good vibe if you're a good vibe good person and that vibe's flowing it makes oh my god it can make such a difference such a difference yeah i agree with that so we've got evolve always be evolving i heard this i heard this this morning it's it's about progress not perfectionism i love that phrase 
nothing's perfect. Nothing will ever be perfect, and nor should it be. Yeah, yeah. Well, perfect isn't isn't the goal, is it? It's learning from things, isn't it? Surely, and just just moving one degree towards what you consider to be your purpose. But I love, you know, I love raising a vibration. If there's nothing else you can do, just make people feel better. What's your vibe? What's your vibe, yeah? Yeah. You've got a good vibe. Increase the oh, vibration. Vibe. I like it. Phil, have we answered your question? Yeah, well, um, you've not answered the question, who am I? But <laughs> I think we've, uh, no, I think we've had, I, I just think the conversation we've had is about understanding it, not you know, I don't think there isn't an answer. There isn't an answer. That's why I say, who are we right now? As opposed to who were we? What's our opinion of ourselves? But this whole thing of getting, not having to feel perfect about everything you do, that constant evolution of what you do, getting feedback from people. I think that is massive and I've seen it. I don't check in about that enough. Like I said, I was forced to do it a couple of years ago and it was, brilliant but it is you know that the other thing again we sort of, i think we got to in the middle of that it's just about sort of how how other people that's that's the important thing is how other people view you not that we're you know after that it's like when we were talking about being younger and wanting to sort of fit in and want to be part of the tribe and wanting to sort of get that kind of validation it's not that, is it? You get to our age and you want, you just want people to not just accept you as part of the troop or what have you, to actually appreciate you and feel that their life is that little bit better by knowing them, by you know them knowing you kind of thing. So it's like, I want to know what you think of me, not because I give a shit what people think about me. It's because I want to know how I can do more of the good stuff. It's like when you see the tr- a truck with the, how's my driving? You don't <laughs> see as many of them anymore. How's my driving with a number? It's almost that, isn't it? It's like, you know, how, you know, how am I doing? The morose way of saying it would be, you know, if you were writing my eulogy, what would you say? But, you know, not that. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's driving? the question. That's the approach. If you were writing me yeah. eulogy, what would you say? <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm here now, what would you say? <laughs> he still owes me a tenner. Yeah. <laughs> the bastard. Where's that 40 quid? <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love it. Just taking stock. Taking stock. It's just, that's, that's my thing now. It's like just, you know, not having this prefixed idea of who you were when you were 20 you know, considering the good stuff that you, you've done, considering the stuff you wouldn't ever do again, just knowing that and, and yeah, having that kind of 360 kind of thing that, that, that you know from other people what, what your um, impact, small, minor, big, major, is. It's important stuff, isn't it? Um, I'm often, I often learn more from my children than I do from other people. Um, and my son Brandon's got a tattoo, and on that, it's, I think he's got the Latin phrase for this, but it, it means know thyself. I'm like, that's so profound. I love that. Just know who you are. For a 21 year old to be considering that, you know, it's going to change the world. And I think we can all change the world a little bit by bit. Dave, talk us out of the show while we're on a high, while the vibration's buzzing. On a high vibe. On a high vibe. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. <laughs> it's been good. Again, I say it every week. It's been class, guys. Been class. Love spending the time with you. And for the guys that listen, if you love, if you like, if you like what you hear, I would say drop us an email, which people are doing, which is fabulous. Get in contact with us. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a share. And uh, keep listening to the cod. Peace. Peace and love, man. See you later, guys. Love you. Bye. Have a good love weekend. Enjoy your face painting. <laughs> Happy birthday for tomorrow. It's only the, it's only the tiger face paint. <laughs>